It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, some insight from former Dolphins running back Ronnie Brown and former NFL general manager Ozzie Newsome that I think is incredibly pertinent to this year's Miami Dolphins football team. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. I'm getting ready to travel home in a uh, hotel down here in Fairhope, Alabama. Just got done with the Senior Bowl uh, Charity Classic Fundraiser, uh, the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Sunday night. And uh, this was a really great experience, and I'm looking forward to bringing some of the insights from the people who were here and the lessons that they have to tell from their time in the NFL um, to you guys as perspective for the 2022 Miami Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Uh, There's so many great resources out there for this team that are dedicated to Miami sports. And for those of you who choose to start your day with Locked On, it, it truly means the world. So thank you. Today on the show, okay, uh, we did the Hall of Fame induction on Sunday night, and we got a chance to talk to Creed Humphrey, uh, who was the Senior Bowl's offensive rookie or uh, Senior Bowl's rookie of the year, which is kind of cool for an offensive lineman to get that. Uh, and then we also talked with Philip Rivers, and I know that was something that was uh, mentioned yesterday on the show, and some of his lessons of uh, throwing shallow routes, and even though he was a big, tall pocket passer guy, still having to find throwing lanes to do that, and we put that through the lens of Liam Eikenberg. If you missed yesterday's show, do me a favor, go back and watch it. Uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, fun walk back through the college scouting report that I wrote uh, based on my opinions of Liam coming out of Notre Dame, and uh, kind of the decision-making process Miami is finding themselves in as far as how to try to proceed forward with him with a scheme change. And I think that's a really great opportunity to segue into the first person that we had a conversation with uh, yesterday at the golf tournament. It was me and Joe Marino. We do draft dudes together. It's an NFL draft podcast. Uh, And we got a chance to talk with Ozzie Newsome. And if you're not familiar with who Ozzie Newsome is, just know that as a draft Nick, talking with Ozzie Newsome is a bucket list item to check off. Uh, Ozzy was the longtime general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. He oversaw and built the Baltimore Ravens teams that won the Super Bowl in the early 2000s and had the, arguably the greatest defense of all time. And then fast forward and they won another Super Bowl uh, later under John Harbaugh. So the accolades of Ozzie Newsome speak for themselves. And he was a hell of a good football player in his time as well. Uh, but he's since retired and transitioned the general manager role to uh, Eric DaCosta. So Ozzy hasn't been quite as intense as what he was in the past. 
as far as his involvement in the game of football. And we caught him before the tournament started. And he, we invited us over to sit down and chat with him for about 10 minutes. And uh, some of the things that we talked about were, you know, what the DNA of uh, when you're, you're looking for players, what's relevant for you. And we talked about uh, the DNA of, you know, what made a Baltimore Raven. And we talked about, you know, how to balance the decision-making process as a general manager with the wants and needs of your head coaches. And we talked about positional value. And we, like, we talked about all kinds of stuff. But that one bit in there about the, the fit with your coaches is especially important and pertinent to us as Dolphins fans because that was a big reason why all the offseason changes that we facilitated took place. And that there's, um, there's always a challenge, right, that, that it pertains to. You don't want to have continuity for the sake of having continuity. But if you don't have continuity, you are inevitably in that toxic perpetual cycle that we as Dolphins fans know so well because you're churning general managers and you're churning head coaches. And every time you do one or the other, inevitably the guy who comes in says, yeah, that's fine, but I got to build it my way and I got to start from the ground up. And Ozzy talked a lot about from the time I drafted Ray Lewis to the time I gave the keys to the car to Eric DaCosta, we had two head coaches. Brian Billick and John Harbaugh, and they both won a Super Bowl. You know, you think about the the stability in Baltimore, and then the stability of organizations like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and even the Green Bay Packers. Right, Green Bay Packers. You had Brett Favre in transition immediately to Aaron Rodgers, and you had Ted Thompson for all this time as the general manager, and he had a succession plan in place and handed it off to Brian Gutekunst. And from a head coaching perspective, you had Mike Holmgren. You had a couple guys in between, but then you had McCarthy, and now you got LaFleur. So it really is organizational strength that allows you to foster this continuity that exists. And when I think about it through the lens of, and, and Ozzy talked about how the continuity was essential for allowing them to really let the fine details of their culture and organization to seep in to the bottom levels of the organization, the entry-level guys, the area scouts. And having all of that time where everything was continuous and you could continue to provide the same message every day, it allowed you to really get those people to retain, this is what we're looking for. So this is how you need to present information so that us as general managers and decision makers and football executives can make the right decisions. But then he also said we were respectful of the job that the coaches had to do. In some places, these coaches, their front office tries to impress upon them who needs to play on Sunday. Ozzy said the mutual respect between the football operations from an executive standpoint and a coaching staff perspective has been essential to the long-term organizational success that the Baltimore Ravens have. And let me ask you this, from everything that we've heard, and understand that in hindsight, you will never get the truth, and the truth really lies between the two sides of the story. We've heard the Brian Flores side of the story, and we've heard the Miami Dolphins side of the story. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But what we can tell from both sides of the story is these two, these two parties weren't on the same t- uh, page as it pertained to how things needed to be done. 
And if that's the case, and you think about everything that, that Ozzie Newsom exuded about continuity being important to really let your messaging sink in, then hiring an offensive coach and understanding that continuity in the offensive side of the ball was not going to be a good thing, evaluating the entirety of the situation to say, hey, this offense is not sustainable, but we get some really nice things going from a defensive perspective, and we happen to feel like our football executive who shops for the groceries as based on what the coach needs is doing the right, has been doing the right kind of job. So you don't fire the GM. You have continuity in the front office and the messaging that he provides to the team. And if you're not a fan of Chris Greer, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast because I really like the job that Chris Greer's done. And Josh Boyer and that defense maintaining effectively the entire personnel group and the coaching staff. So now you have continuity on one side of the ball, on special teams, because you kept Danny Crossman, and at the football executive position. You made as many necessary changes as possible while still striving to embrace the continuity that you could to get there. And that, to me, is a dub. That, to me, is a win. Now, whether or not they made the right hires for the guys that they brought in, time will tell. It's going to be impossible to know until we start playing some games and start getting some actual sample size uh, with how these guys are measured, which is wins and losses at the end of the day. But just really enjoyed the, the perspective from Ozzie Newsom to hear it straight from one of the greatest GMs to do this thing, to talk about, yeah, continuity and culture within your organization are really important. And then reflect on that through the lens of knowing what the Miami Dolphins situation has been like and allegedly was like the last couple of years, despite the fact that they were winning games. Yeah, it really hit home for yours truly. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, this year's Major League Baseball games, NFL futures, all the fights, boxing, golf, you name it. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So Ozzy was great. Uh, and I, I certainly think when you look at how the Dolphins chose to go about this offseason, uh, Ozzy probably enjoy a lot of the dynamics of uh, 
what this offseason brought for the Dolphins because Joe Marino, my co-host on Draft Dudes, asked Ozzy, hey, we evaluate talent for the NFL draft as, as our careers, and we obviously are nowhere near as experienced or tenured or accomplished as you, Mr. Newsom. So let us ask you a question. Who or what advice would you give young talent evaluators like us? <laughs> and the response was, find athletes and you got a chance. And I had to chuckle because you think about, obviously we went through the relative athleticism score of the Dolphins roster. And so many players that were brought in and infused into this Dolphins roster, both from a NFL draft perspective with the Channing Tindalls and Cameron Goods of the world, uh, and then also through the trade of Tyreek Hill and in free agency with Connor Williams and Teron Armstead and Chase Edmond, like all of them from top to bottom. You had an influx of 11 players that either qualified for good or great relative athletic score, re- relative athleticism scores relative to their size. And as Ozzy says, yeah, find athletes, you got a chance. I'm like, yes, man, let's go. He's talking the Dolphins language right now. This is exactly what I was hoping to hear. Uh, and then he went on uh, a pretty nuanced discussion about how you identify athleticism uh, with how a player moves. And uh, that was very enlightening. And, and I'm not going to give the whole thing away because we are going to be releasing that interview. And I'd love for you guys to stop over to the, the Draft Network. Uh, the YouTube channel and, and hear the full interview. But I wanted to give you the things that I thought was really pertinent to the Dolphins specifically. And that was absolutely it for me as I'm reflecting back on this conversation, this 10-minute conversation we had with Ozzie Newsom. Uh, I think he he exuded several things that I think are very relevant to our Miami Dolphins in this time as they make a transition, but it also try to embrace continuity. And, and, and I think knowing what we know from the outside, I certainly think Miami, you know, made a decision that's easily defensible to make the change, especially as they evaluated the rest of the situation. So, uh, and then we also had a chance to speak with former Miami Dolphins running back, Ronnie Brown, which was a trip. Ronnie is the most personable dude uh, and easiest guy to talk to. Uh, And looks like he could still strap on some pads and play, if we're being honest. Um, It was was a funny juxtaposition between him and and Kevin Falk, the former Patriots uh, running back who was also down here for the golf tournament. And just seeing those two guys like on the same course and and standing next to each other at one point and playing the same position – Kevin's a well-built guy, but he's not a big guy. Ronnie looks like he could play Mike linebacker tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, we talked with Ronnie uh, a little bit, and you know, I had a chance to ask him about uh, that that 2008 season, right? Um, and, and he also made some acknowledgments of um, team culture. You know, we had talked privately first, uh, like off camera. And then we went on camera and we did a quick hitter with, with just like one question because they had to go to the next hole and all that kind of stuff. But when we were talking off camera, Ronnie was talking about uh, the, the value and importance and the weight that was carried with um, 
the culture within the locker room and, and continuity is so hard for teams to, to find success. And I mean, then, then I went back and looked at it and just look at the amount of quarterbacks and head coaches and offensive coordinators that Ronnie Brown had in his time in Miami. He had Saban in 05 and 06, he had Cam Cameron, and then he had Tony Sperano. And Tony, he, he left to go to Philadelphia in, I think, 2011. And, like, Tony Sperano was gone right after. And you had another head coach. Four head coaches in that stretch of time. And, obviously, the, the Dolphins still now. You hired Joe Philbin. Then you fired Joe Philbin. After you extend Joe Philbin, Dan Campbell gives it a run for 12 games as the interim. Does pretty well. Doesn't get the gig. Then you hire Adam Gase. Three years. Fired. Brian Flores, three years. Fired. Like, if continuity, if an accomplished NFL running back in Ronnie Brown and one of the most accomplished general managers in the history of the NFL and Ozzie Newsome on the same day can both reflect back on their time in the league and point to continuity as an essential. <laughs> Unprompted. They both voluntarily brought it up. It's not like, hey, Ronnie, talked with Ozzie today. And he said continuity is really important. What do you think? No. Talking about it with some of the other people at TDM before I even walked over there and jumped in the conversation. Think about that. So, you know, just, just really fascinating to hear that be one of the things when you talk about the league and wh why the league is hard for some teams and how you can have success with the model and the formula looks like. Sure enough, continuity came up on both, both sides of the fence here. Former player and former general manager. Both. Consensus. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The other thing that I did ask Ronnie about was the Wildcat offense, as I mentioned earlier. And I wanted to make sure I, I snuck this in here because this was the thing that we did on camera. And there were a couple things that Ronnie talked about that were really cool. And I asked Ronnie specifically, like, how does your process change as the guy behind center, knowing you're receiving the snap versus being a deep set back in eye formation or being offset in shotgun? Oh, how do your eyes change? What's your mentality that has to change when you're the single wing back? And the, one of the first things Ronnie did was shout out Lusaka, Polite, Ricky Williams, and Patrick Cobbs. And talked about all of those dudes, talented in their own right, but selfless when it comes to playing with the team. And I asked him, you know, was it, was it hard to get everybody on the same page with that initially? And he said, no, not at all. These, these dudes all had the same mentality. They all wanted to do whatever they could to help the football team win. And because of that, the Wildcat had the success that it did. Whereas, you know, if, if guys were worried about just touching the football instead, you probably wouldn't have gotten the same magic that the Dolphins were really enabled 
to encapsulate in 2008 with Tony Sperano as the head coach and getting the team galvanized with the Wildcat against New England. So uh, thought that was really cool perspective from Ronnie to talk about. His quote was, um, culture beats strategy like 90% of the time. And again, that was another unprompted quote from Ronnie Brown to juxtapose across what Ozzie Newsom talked about with team culture and organizational culture. So I think a lot of times fans hear these casual buzzwords and like they roll their eyes and it's like, this is not a real thing. Just go get good football players. And yes, to a certain extent, that is true. You got to get good players to play on your team. But if the, if everybody's not rowing in the same direction or if everybody's motivations are not the same, then you're really going to have a hard time finding consistent success. So is is everything one for one and is everything certainly in a, a million percent applicable to today's Miami Dolphins as the things that Ozzie Newsom observed and the things that Ronnie Brown talked about with me? No, it's of, of course it's not. But their lessons, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it, right? And the Dolphins have not learned from their history for an extended period of time. But you'd like to think based on when, when you objectively look at the decision-making process that went into the changes that were made this offseason, it has a different, there's a different sense of meaning behind it. It's not extending Joe Philbin just to fire him after another four games, right? When, when you kind of knew like, hey, there, there's some things here that aren't sustainable. It's, it's, it does feel like from an organizational standpoint, making the kind of hierarchy changes that they made where you don't have Tannenbaum as an executive VP and Greer's the, the GM and you've got everybody who kind of all answers to the ownership but has different responsibilities within football management. No, you've got one guy who's responsible for football ops. It at least gives you a fighting chance. And I think when you juxtapose, when you hold that up against the decision-making process that the Dolphins have made over the last couple of years, it still does feel different than what it looked like when it was Jeff Ireland at the helm or Mike Tannenbaum at the helm. And that to me is, I think, the most the, the biggest thing that I can create some optimism is for you as Dolphins fans and hearing these stories of former players and former executives and the things that are needed to have a successful team well, I, I think you have some of the dynamics in place organizationally for the Dolphins here and now for that to actually happen. So really cool opportunity down here uh, at the Senior Bowl. Shout out Jim Nagy for inviting us to come down. And I hope you guys enjoyed some of the uh, discussion points that were brought to the table today that, that we put through the Dolphins lens because I certainly think they apply. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it. we live at Kyle Krabs. We'll be back at home tomorrow. Keep it locked in right here, Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.